Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their areas. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, Mike Kribka, owner of CrossFit Concepts in Gaithersburg, Maryland. How are you doing today, sir? Outstanding, Tom. Great to talk to you, man. Uh, same to you. I'm excited to have you on. Um, you know, it's been a good three, four hours talking to you before the podcast, <laughs> or at least it seems like it. Uh, but we're here to do a podcast. We got to share some of this with the audience. Otherwise, I will feel like I'm doing them a disservice. So let's hop into it. Tell me about CrossFit Concepts, what you're all about, your unique spin on CrossFit. Give it to me. So CrossFit Concepts is a, is a CrossFit gym in Gaithersburg, Maryland. We've been around for about 12 years. Um, we, I consider ourselves we're somewhat unique in the, in the CrossFit community in that we are a 90% kettlebells and 10% bar gym. So I'm a master RKC, been using kettlebells for over 20 years, um, teaching them, training with them, working with different special communities with the kettlebell. And uh, so we, I do all of our programming. So I mean, obviously, there's, there's, there's very, very little programming on the main site wads. <clears throat> other than swings or American swings using the kettlebell. So I do all of our programming and they're all kettlebell workouts. So it's either, it's either, either kettlebells and body weight, kettlebell and bars, kettlebell bars and body weight. That's our, that's our, our, our magic sauce. Um, let's see. We, I think, I mean, and we're also kind of a, a strange gym in the fact that, you know, I'm, I'll be 60 in April of this, uh, of 2022. And um, uh, I attract for whatever reason, 30, 40, 50 year old people to come into the gym and train with us. So it's, we, we, we don't, so we, we do have, we do have people at the far end of the spectrum. We have them in their, in their teens and we have them in their late seventies, early eighties. So, but the kind of the sweet spot, the middle spot for our, for our members is a, you know, thirties, forties, fifties, you know, professional male, female, we have doctors, lawyers, scientists, social workers, teachers, um, senior executives i mean it's kind of a weird 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 combination uh and we were joking before so it's all we need is, th is throw an auto mechanic in the mexico damn we got one of those too it's one, it's one of the it's one of the one of the one of the family's kids a mechanic I said, well we got one of those too so we got we got all the bases covered when it comes down to, to membership um i mean i and i think that he's and once again because we've been around for so long uh we also have members that have been there for 10, 11, 12 years. I mean, if you, if you, if you walk into a, into a classroom and, and someone comes in new, I said, well, okay, well, if you see that person over there, they've been here for 12 years and they've been here for eight years. They've been here for 10 years. They've been here for 11 years. And the people go, they've been here that long. I said, yeah, once you sign up, you're, 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 you know, you're, you're, you're done. You're, you're in the family, you know? And we used to joke around. It's like, you know, it's kind of like the Island of misfit toys. <laughs> you know, they're, they're all kind of broken and squeaky, but they get along really, really well. So, I mean, it's, like I said, it's a great community. I, I love my clients. And, uh, and, and once again, the, the gym is not, is, is open to allow them to have a place for, to train because they, they love what we're doing. And, and, you know, you always get the story. It's like, you know, you know, I'm on travel and I went to, you know, a, a, a commercial gym and anytime fitness or like this, I go, that was terrible. <laughs> I said, I would never go back to that. I said, you're spoiled. You know, when you, when you come into a gym that takes care of you, both physically, mentally, spiritually, uh, and does the programming for you, it's really tough to go back into a commercial gym and go, what do I do? You know, it's hard. It's hard. So, no, so that, that's, that's our story. Yeah. Well, let's dig into it a little bit more because you didn't just wake up one day and say, yeah, CrossFit sounds cool, but uh, I'm going to just use kettlebells because they use them a little bit. You had a background in, in martial arts, in kettlebells. 
where did that passion start and, and how did it, where did you end up that you were like, I want to do this, but in a, you know, in a facility that's, that's got concrete walls and, and maybe, maybe not real walls uh, in between <laughs> spaces. Give us the, uh, give us the summary of that. I know we can't do the whole story, but no, that's okay. The best summary you can. So, so my, my background, so, so I, I told you before, I have three passions. One was magic, one was the martial arts, and one was Russian kettlebells and, and, and basically fitness in general. So um, I became, a, 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 I'm a child of the 60s and 70s, you know, Bruce Lee was in his heyday in the early 70s. Uh, I was fascinated by, by Bruce Lee and I, and I, I, I wanted to train the martial arts. Now, uh, anybody who knows me now knows me at about 230, 235. When I graduated from high school, I weighed 98 pounds. I mean, 98 pounds soaking wet. So I also had a tendency to, to, to be um, a sheepdog, if you understand what the term sheepdog is. If someone was being picked on, I would step, if you want to pick on somebody, pick on me. I'd be happy to take the punch for him, you know? And I did quite a bit. So I, so I started lifting when I was like 15 years old to kind of put a little more mass to my 98 pound ass to, to make me a little more of a formidable opponent, you know? Um, and then about 20 plus years ago, I was down training at the Russian embassy downtown in Washington, DC in Sambo. And Sambo is a Russian martial art. It's kind of a, a, a conglomeration of martial arts and it's, it's combative. It's, it's for their, their, their special forces personnel to, uh, to use whatever the best, whatever the best tool is to fit the situation they do it. And so I'm down there at the Russian embassy and I'm getting the, the snot beat out of me by a bunch of these guys who are, who are cultural attaches, basically they're spooks and they're all got scars, you know, and they're like, they, they're, this, you know, they're all this, these crazy guys and they're just beating the snot out of me. And then the corner of the room was like these, these, these weird weights that I've seen in, you know, in pictures, I didn't know what they were. And so I asked a couple of guys to show me what they're doing and they showed me how to use kettlebells for the first time. And I go, this is cool. So I leaned towards the kettlebells because I wanted it to be a tool that would facilitate my martial arts excellence, giving the strength, the power, the discipline, the, the ability to absorb energy, to create energy, to, to redirect force so that it would help me in the martial arts. The secondary thing was it was fun. I enjoyed it. It's a very technical, technical way of moving weights. Um, and it does the job. I mean, it does the job for me. And like I said, I, I, can, I can do more with one kettlebell than most, most people would do with a whole gym full of equipment. Yeah. Wow. So that's a lot. I, you know, the, you start telling the story about the guys at the embassy and all I can picture is, I don't know if, if you know who he is, is like Fedor Emelianenko. Yeah, I know Fedor. Right? I, mean, <laughs> I uh, met him. I trained him in LA. It, oh, that's cool. And, and even though he was Russian, like a uh, Mirko Krokop, you know, these guys are just, they probably could scare you into running away before they threw a punch just, yeah. just because they look like they'll do that stuff to you. But, you know, in a room full of them, um on their territory was, so imagine i'm in the russian embassy yep and the I, basement and of the russian embassy in the wrestling room you know doing sambo and i so i so so it's funny because i've worked with um a number of military and law enforcement communities over the course of my lifetime and i'm going i'm going how the hell did i get a top secret clearance with the fact that i was in and out of the russian embassy once a week for like two years <laughs> so they, they knew they knew i mean they i had to be filmed going in and out of there, but they still gave me a clearance. So it's like either they didn't do their due diligence or they knew I was safe. One of the two. Yeah, that's uh that's a probably once in a lifetime experience. And no, it's and very cool. The thought of the Russian embassy is is wild. I, I actually I don't know if it's still in the same place where it was, but um I know where it is in DC now and it's not oh, no like kidding. one of the, I, a lot of these embassies and this is we're probably going too far off topic, but that's our status quo today. <laughs> like, it just looks like a door in an apartment building. And it's like, you know, the, the 
you know, if it's a small country, the Russian embassy is like a complex. It's a complex. There's 17 gates. There's people with machine guns. It's it's not a place where you just accidentally walk into and think things are going to be okay. So yeah, I can the, I can the, tell you that getting the Russian embassy. Back. No, no, no. You're not you're not you're, you're not going to get in there by accident, right. <laughs> and you're not going to get in there unless they want you to get in. I I have been in in the United States. I have been on military bases in 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 facilities that were secured by five different perimeters. So you have you know, onto the base, sub base, interior base, training facility, and then the actual you know organization you're working with. You're behind five different fences and guards, and you know, like it was easier. It was easier to get in there than it was to get in the embassy. So very entertaining. That's wild. So let's fast forward to what we're talking. Two thousand nine is when you opened the facility officially. Yes, and you went right in from the start. I'm going to be a CrossFit affiliate, but I'm going to be kettlebell focused, kettle, kettlebell primary. Yes, sir. So taking the the real, the, the CrossFit business model and methodology, not the, the business model was basically do whatever you want. Survival of fitness. Methodology is, you know, the constantly varied functional movement at high intensity doesn't prescribe that you have to have a barbell or you have to do double unders or you need to have a 75 foot road rig. Like some people think, think yeah. that you need to have a gym. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> nobody, nobody on this conversation. Yeah. So, so you figured out I'm going to do this, but I'm going to execute it in a way that I believe in. And if, if I build it, they will come. And, and so they did. And yes, so sir. Once you opened, uh, what did it look like? How did you attract clients? How did you get people to come do that? You know, CrossFit was, near its peak. So the name was good, but what did you do? Were you putting flyers on cars? Are you shaking babies and, and kissing hands or what, it, what's, what got people to come and, and start checking you out and become members? So they, initially would have been there for almost the whole time. Yeah. So, so initially uh, it was, uh, it was, you know, um, reaching out to my martial arts buddies who are training and their girlfriends and wives and getting them to come in. Uh, but, but strangely enough, it was like, you know, I, I, I just started talking to people. You know, I, would, I was you know, walking through target and I said, Hey, you look like you work out. I own a gym, you know, come, come by and come by and check us out, you know? Uh, and then friends of friends, they, they, they would, I would get someone to come in and they would love it. And they would say, Oh, can I bring a friend? Sure. Bring as many friends as you want. So we, we grew organically to a, a to a certain size and then kind of stalled, you know, everybody, we'd already tapped out all the friends that we could get. And then, so we occasionally people come in from out of town or people who come in from, from, you know, come in for a, the occasional drop-in. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, so, you know, we had, you know, we had the website, um, we had uh, social, the different social media platforms we use currently today. Uh, we had flyers. I mean, I was I was putting out for a workshop or, or a seminar. And once again, this we're talking about, you know, back in 2008, 2009, where I would be, you know, I would get, you know, 200 copies of a flyer made and then get 200 envelopes and stuff envelopes and address them and send them out to different, different gyms and people and all kinds of stuff, you know? So <clears throat> now we have, now we have constant contact think and you're done, you know, but uh, that was, that was my, that was my life. I'll be sitting on the floor watching TV, folding flyers, you know, licking envelopes, putting on stamps and throwing them in the mail. So it, 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 it you know, it, it, it worked for what it did. Uh, we went from a, our initially CrossFit concept was in another, another gym, another, another martial arts school that had a really huge floor space. They had like 6,000 square feet and they needed somebody to take up space. So they gave us about, uh, about 1200 square feet, just dedicated to our, 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 our enterprise. And we were there for six, eight, 10 months. And then we moved into a, uh, our own self-contained place, uh, which was only about, God, that was maybe, 
1200 1400 square feet maybe and, and the worst part about it was that we had like a, we had like a 800 square foot office which we could use for floor space but it was it was already built in you know and then we moved from there to our, our current location which is 2500 square feet so we grew i mean we need we needed this extra space and just kind of spread people out um but it, it makes, makes it a little more comfortable when you're when you're slinging kettlebells and that kind of stuff got it got it so you were doing your thing you're just motoring along um you were working another job in parallel at, at yes, least some points to doing this but the facility grew at some point you get up around what about 100 clients at, at your peak is that where you were no we never got that high we, we never really, got that yeah we never got to 100 we, the, the the highest we got to which was probably back in this is 2021 so i'd say 2018 2019 we got to about 45 50 people we were doing okay. great i mean we were we were actually at the point where it's like you know all the bills are being paid, the insurance being paid, the credit cards are all at zero, which was an awesome thing to have, you know? So, uh, and then, but, you know, once again, we got, when, when, when COVID hit, we immediately lost 40% of our clients and we were closed down because of, because of restrictions, you know, you know, you've got to shelter in place and all this kind of stuff. And even the County I'm in right now, which is Montgomery County, they keep going back from, they go from, you got to wear a mask in any public facility. And then now you don't. And then they literally changed. They, we were two weeks, like maybe 11, 12 days. And now we're back to you got to wear masks anywhere you go. So nowhere else in the state and probably nowhere else in the country is still doing that. But unless there's a hotspot. So, you know, we're, we're constantly at odds with the, the Department of Health, either in the state of Maryland or Montgomery County to decide, you know, can we wear a mask? Or you don't have to wear a mask. And, you know, I think it's, 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 it's keeping people out of the gyms. I mean, really, people don't want to, you know, I mean, they don't, they, they don't feel it's quote unquote safe. Um, I haven't heard of anybody getting COVID in the gym yet. I mean, you know, it's good. I, I haven't heard of any, any, any anecdotal evidence and obviously nothing from the CDC or from the Department of Health that it's transmittable in a gym. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it can be, but I haven't heard of it. Well, you know, I saw somebody who was talking about, you know, the NBA, right? They, 48 minutes of, you know, rubbing bodies, sweating, <laughs> touching the same ball, all that stuff. But once they sit on the bench, they're going to put a mask on. Because okay, so... That's, so, that's where COVID gets you. It's if you're sitting down. Yeah. And, and you're rubbing your ball. So, so, so you say that, but uh, I have, I have a good friend of mine for over 20 plus years who was a secret service. And I, I met him on my honeymoon and he retired and went to the NBA. And I can tell you decidedly that they're not getting COVID on the court. <laughs> okay. So I can't tell you on, on air, but I can tell you where they're getting COVID. Okay. So it's not, it's not out there passing balls and sitting on the, on the, on the bench. <laughs> yeah. We'll definitely, we'll keep that for off the air, but <laughs> yes, so, not for public consumption. <laughs> so COVID comes and, and there's a couple of, uh, there's a couple knife edge chops that it delivers to, to everybody. Some, some more so than others, but, but definitely something that, that, that hit you in a foul place. And so here you are, you're, you haven't closed, right? You're still, you're still there, you're still breathing. You still have your, your A1, day one clients that are supporting you. But there is a need to get more people in, to either get old members back or get new blood in there. Uh, what are you doing to that extent to try to generate interest, to try to get new clients or get old clients back for that matter? So, so uh, two, two, decided, two decided fronts. One is uh, hosting and putting out big workshops. So like RKCs, HKCs, I teach uh, um, uh, specialized kettlebell certs for specialized kettlebell workshops for trainers. So it's like a trainer trainer. So if you're a kettlebell instructor at Lifetime Fitness or 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 24 Hour Fitness and, or an RKC or an HKC, 
Um, I bring you in and say, look, so, so if you're interested in doing group classes, I've been doing it for 20 years. Do you want to know what I do? Okay, so you know, what's the combination of techniques? What are the techniques that get the biggest bang for the buck? Which one are most safe? So doing workshops on kettlebells, uh, Indian clubs, mace, um, and also martial arts workshops as well and martial arts classes, uh, that's the first line. So we, we, we use that as kind of a supplemental income to try to pay the, pay the gap in the, in, the, in the income for the bills. The second thing is working with my clients, just you know, having them talk, so, okay, you know, to saying, okay, well, you know, do you have, I literally ask them every three or four days, hey, have you met anybody recently that you think would be interested in coming to the gym? Or do you have a friend that, you know, that would be interested in coming back in? Um, I mean, we've put out, I've spent, got hundreds of dollars on Yelp uh, hundreds of dollars on Facebook ads and zero, zero return. So, I mean, I, I don't, I, what was with, with, with very little money coming in for, for, to, to F4A for, for, uh, uh, to, to play with, you know, I don't want to be throwing money away that I know I'm not going to get return on. So I've stopped, I've stopped doing Yelp and, and, uh, and, and Facebook flat out because it just wasn't working. So, I mean, the only thing I really focused on was, uh, I made sure that most of my, most of not all of my, of my, long-term clients have submitted reviews to us on Google and those, and that's working well. Cause if you look at, if you look at our Google, our Google presence, we're like, you know, four or five stars and tons of nice reviews, that kind of stuff. Uh, I've maintained my, um, on the, our case, the Russian kettlebell certification page, I think I'm the highest reviewed instructor in the world. And I have been for probably five or 10 years. Uh, but I always make sure people who work with me always throw a review on Google and always throw a review on my RKC page to keep me in that status. So if, someone, if someone's looking around for a kettlebell instructor, okay, they don't have to look far. <laughs> if, you're looking, yeah. if you're looking for kettlebell instruction or kettlebell training, you'd be hard pressed not to find. If you can't find me, you're just not, don't know how to use Google. Got it. So you're, you're crushing the organic, the outreach, the referral word of mouth. And then on the paid side of things, uh, I haven't heard, honestly, of a lot of people, boy, I could count the uh, the number of zero that I've heard of people getting good return on Yelp. Um, yeah. not, that, not to say that anybody does. I just haven't ever spoken to any of them ever. Uh, Facebook, on the other hand, is definitely something where there's, there is, there's gold to be mined. But if you go in, if you go in unequipped, you can just, you might as well flush the money down the toilet. Not that anybody has paper money anyway. You can throw your throw your Bitcoin in the sewer, whatever right, your analogy right. is, right? There is definitely money to be made there, right? We're still seeing people with, you know, with the right ads, with the right targeting, you know, getting an ROI, two to one, three to one, four to one, if they're paying the money to, to Mr. Zuckerberg and his team. Yeah. Uh, but it sounds like that's one of those things where right now um, you don't have things dialed in enough to where it's any benefit for you. So you're better off not spending anything then just then just throwing it in there. So yeah, it, it, obviously the, the message we were using or the ads we were using were not we're not attracting people in the process. So I mean, I mean there's obviously there's, so there, there has to be a better a better way to do that. Um, I mean, and, and once again, I I I I don't want to use stock photography with you know shaved oiled bodies to represent our gym because I'm neither sh I'm shaved on my head, yeah. but I'm not gonna you don't want to see me oiled up. I guarantee that. So, I mean, I want to be a, more of an honest and honest representation of what our gym is. We're, you know, 30s, 40s, 50-year-old people who want to stay in shape and who are, who are, you know, developing a lifestyle so they live a long time and then just drop dead. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, 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 I want to be as honest as possible. Uh, I don't know if you know who Mark Sisson is. If you don't, I'd say Google him. But he has, a, if anybody else does, he actually has a whole line of, uh, of clothing and it says, uh, live long, drop dead. So, yeah. you guys, you guys might get a, get some agreement there. So, no, okay. I completely so, agree with that. 
So, and, and Coach Glassman actually had some, some more, uh, maybe a little more vulgar, but more detailed description of how that would look for him versus living in a nursing home until he was 100. But, yeah. um, you know, yeah, that was, see, that's, see, that's, that's the problem is that, is that the stuff you and I went through when we were able to interact with Glassman and, and, and at, on a personal level, they'll never experience today because they would cancel his, he's already been canceled, but they would cancel him flat out. But, but the knowledge, the, the, the amount of knowledge that you get from working on the front lines of any, of any business, I don't care if it's construction or it's advertising or you're a doctor in an office or you're a, you're a trainer, that information that he gave, he gave us back then was just gold. I mean, it, it was very colorful. I mean, I, I guess like a sailor too, but he, he was a colorful guy. He, he was a larger than life guy. And that was, that was awesome. That, you, you want someone who has a passion for what you're doing to be the head of the organization. Yeah. I, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to work for a company. I mean, that has a, 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 a number cruncher than the head of it, obviously, especially not something action oriented like we're doing like what we do. Yeah. Yeah. There's a time and place for that. But in, like you say, if you're in a frontline, high touch, high value service-based business, it's really good to know that there's a, there's an operator at the top, yeah. maybe not yes, the sir. tip top. Maybe they have somebody who's a, you know, a better business quote person than them right by their side. Yeah. But you want to know that some, that whoever the, the brains are, whoever formulated the thing has been an operator. It just, yeah. it makes so much more sense. So, and, and when okay. you say, when you say operator, I immediately go to one side of my, my brain. Oh, right. Yeah. Not yeah. like but a no, special but, ops, but yeah, no, but, that, but that's, but that's cool. So I, I want, so I don't care who's at the top as long as there's a trigger puller close to him. I mean, so you got it. You got to have a man of action in the organization that, that makes things happen. Uh, because if you, if you, I mean, because, because, you know, you, 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 if you work at any business on the front line, dealing with the public, you're constantly pivoting and turning and, and pulling the trigger to get things done. And you can't, you can't manage by spreadsheet and committee. It just doesn't yeah. work that way. Absolutely. They're good, good data points, but you still got to know who to shoot. Roger that. Yes, sir. Metaphorically speaking. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. Then there's I that. Yes. Anybody in at least days. Weeks. So, exactly. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, Coming on the other side of things, once somebody does come in, they show up, they text you, they send you a smoke signal, however it is, they're interested in coming into your facility. They want to get in shape. They want to, they want to be better than what they are, whatever that means to them. What's your process look like for introducing somebody, trying to find out if, if they want to join and what do you do from there? So, you know, once again, we get, I, I get phone calls, texts, emails on a regular basis. So I, I, I respond to them, introduce myself, uh, ask them if they, if they if they have any questions of me, and would they like to come in for a for an intro workout? So the intro workout is they come in, I introduce myself, I get some basic information about them. Normally, I do not try to put them through the workout of the day. So we do all of our programming; it's all it's all it's all kettlebell work. So even if they, I mean, even if someone comes in, oh yeah, I'm a CrossFit level two, and I've been using kettlebells for seven years they probably really don't know what they're doing with the kettlebell anyway. So I'm not going to throw them into one of our, you know, I'm not gonna throw them into a, a split snatch workout with the kettlebell and have them kill themselves, you know? So I take Good them plan. through, I do it. Who's that? Good plan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause it doesn't make sense. Everyone's going to say, Oh yeah, I know how to do that. Guys, guys, especially I know how to do that. So we I'll put together a, a you know, a, a, a simple push, pull, squat, hinge, carry, workout for them and I'll work with them side by side. I mean, I'll literally stay with them the whole time, give them some coaching points, kind of get their feedback, basically doing a, doing an assessment on the fly 
to see how they're doing with the workout and then answer any questions. So once, once they've been through the workout, they see what we do. We have a group cool down. We run through the group cool down with everybody. Um, normally my, my clients will start, will start talking to them or say, Hey, you know, hope you come back. We, you know, this is a great gym. I think you'll love it here, you know, and then I'll, I'll pass on the, the pricing information for the gym and, and I'll, and I'll follow up within 24 hours. So. Awesome. Awesome. So do you track to any degree, the percentage of people who come in and get to see your happy smile and face, go through a workout, you don't beat them up too much. What percentage of those people actually become clients? 10%. Okay. At, at most. I mean, and, and so, and once again, so, so that, you know, it's, it's, it's always, and, and, and if you talk to any of my people who've been around for a long time, how, how tremendously frustrating it is to have somebody, hey, hey, Dom, I really want somebody to train me. Right. And so you give them some personal attention to go, oh, I, mean, I just want to work out, man. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you know, my last gym, I didn't get any hands-on training and I want to find somewhere who, somewhere who can, someone who will really train me. And then you give them, you know, two, three, four, five pointers during the workout. And they go, yeah, you know, I, I, I just want to work out. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, well, if you're looking for a workout, there's five other gyms within, you know, a, a mile of here. You just go and sling, sling, sling weights around. It's fine. But I mean, the, I mean, the goal for what I'm trying to do is your job is to come in here, do the work and get better every day. I, and, and better means 1%. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of what's called Kanai, constant, never ending improvement. So if you're 1% better every workout, and you work out 120 times a year. Theoretically, you're 100% better by the end of the year. So, regardless of where you start at, you can make some tremendous inroads in a, in a very in, in one year. But if you're still determined to do things your own way or do things you know do do things in an inefficient or, or unsafe manner, then how do you expect to how to, to improve? You you can't. I mean, because you're going to end up getting jacked up or hurt one or two or frustrated one or two. And I'm doing this. I did this workout six months ago, and I'm still doing it the same weight and same number of reps. And I'm going. Well, if you listen to your coaching, you may not be in the same place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100% there. So, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people have experienced that same frustration. And sometimes it really, uh, in the percentage and what's coming in, and, and it's really hard to drill down. Like, how do I get the people that are going to be the best fit who are really going to want that? And then once they get in front of me, how do I help them get out of their own way and see that what they think they want isn't really what they need and, and what kind of package do you put it on that? So the numbers are probably pretty typical for the industry. It doesn't mean you have to like them, but no, I don't no, think it's, it's very disconcerting. In, yeah. You're, there is a, there are ways around that, but a lot of it, there's a lot of psychology. There's a lot of different ways to, that things get wrapped up. And I think figuring that out is where a lot of the, the, lo the lowest hanging fruit can be because if even if you get more people in the door, it just means you get more people to frustrate you if those numbers don't get changed. And a lot of that is in, in the packaging and in the psychology of it. So um, probably outside of the scope of what we can spend time on on the podcast, but definitely something I can get you some more resources for. And, and unfortunately, for those of you out there listening who want to know more, uh, <laughs> I can't get you those resources. But if, um, if you want to be on the podcast, I can or you can reach out to us. But either way, um, I don't say that to tease things, but I want to make sure we cover all aspects. So the other aspect of, I know that people stay with you for a long time, right? The people that stay, right? It's like, you might as well have a padlock on the door. They're not going anywhere. They're camping, setting up shop. They're there forever. So you have that. And a lot of that is the community, the camaraderie, the, the way that you execute your sparkling personality. So <laughs> that's something that we need to dive in a lot on because most, most people listening to this are going to know if people love the gym, 
short of a major life event, they move, they get married, they get sick, they're going to stick around, right? If, if you know that people truly love the gym, if you're not sure if they love your gym or not, they probably don't, right? And that's a right. tough realization, but everybody thinks their gym is great. It doesn't matter what you think. It matters if people stick around because you can't help people if they're not still there. So yeah. the last piece that I want to dive into at the time we have is your experience with any other ancillary services, other things that we can do to add value to our clients into our business, right? Because we are all there to make a paycheck. So um, I'm going to run down the line and, and you can you can kind of stop me or or we can group it all together. So I usually group things, nutrition coaching, online coaching, apparel and supplements. Those are the four big ones that we see gym owners try to dip their toes into the water of. Any of those uh, working for you, tried and didn't work, things that you're interested in. Have you gone down any of those paths? Yeah, I've gone, I've gone down a couple uh, rabbit holes in the past. Mm -hmm. So on the supplement side, I've gone down it with um, Isogenics. Isogenics a couple of times. I went down mm -hmm. it with um, somebody else years and years and years ago. And it, once again, I mean, it, I mean, the, 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 the A, so I never recommend anything to anybody unless I'm using it daily myself. So, I mean, I, I can't say, okay, well, you really should be using these supplements because they're, they're, there's a really good write-up on it and it's going to make you, you know, it's, it's only $50 a month for you. Okay. And I'm making $40 on a bo bottle of pills or whatever it is. Okay. That have little or no effect on their, on their overall performance and their, enhance their lifestyle. Um, so I, I, you know, I've never, I've never found a body of, of, uh, of, of tools that I can stand behind and say, okay, well, you know, I, I use their protein shakes. I use their supplements um, that, that may be money. Now I know there are gyms who have whole pro shops that are full of, you know, we, we, we always joked around, so, you know, we really should open up a juice bar, but I can't afford $1,200 for the juicer. You know, it's like, it's like, so, I mean, and, and of course, and then, then of course, all the, all the, the, um, the county, re, the county requirements for, you know, drainage and plumbing and, and you know, sanitation and hygiene. So we went down that road a couple of times uh, on different supplements. Um, I've been down the road a couple of times on the nutrition side about offering nutrition. And it's like, you know, the, 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 the people that my clients per se, they're, 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 they're happy with their bodies. I mean, they're, they're not looking for six packs. I mean, they're not, no one, no one in my gym is either an a, a CrossFit games competitor have no interest in that B a Instagram model. Okay. I mean, so are, are so, so to, would I say that some of my clients could use 10 pounds? Yep. I could honestly say that, that most of my clients probably would either. I could actually we could, could give a couple to gain 10 pounds and a couple more to lose 10 pounds. We kind of balance the scales in the gym. But are these people healthy? Are there, are there biomarkers where they should be? Yeah, these people are really in great shape. I, I mean, I got guys who are, I got one client who's, who's well over 300 pounds and works like an animal. And I'm going like, this guy's going to live forever. He's, and he's a big, huge guy. And I have people who, I mean, I literally have a lady who's that big. And we did a workout on Thursday night and I forgot what the numbers were. I think it was like 13, 14,000 pounds in 22 minutes. Right. And I, that, that was my, that was my, that was my total. Right. She came in, did the exact same workout and ended up doing like 700 pounds more than I did. And she weighs a hundred pounds. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it was, I mean, she, she doubled the number of rounds I did, but just staggering. So, I mean, I, I like I said, if I could find a, a supplement program that I could use myself and I, I felt my clients would benefit from, I'd, I'd go down that rabbit hole again. But like I said, it's gotta be, I, I gotta have some really, really good reasons to do that. Now, the only thing I have really pushed people on is this, which is a whoop strap. And I've had, I've got maybe 
viruses clients are using that now. And I live, I live and die with this thing. So that's the only thing I've, the only thing I found in the fitness community that I really love is a strap. Uh, and actually I had this strap on when I had the heart attack and it registered the heart attack, which is kind of cool. Um, online training. Yes, I have. I do mostly for the online training, mostly martial arts training as opposed to kettlebell training. Um, I, I, I know there are tons and tons of uh, instructors out there doing kettlebell instruction online. Um, I'm sure there is some value to it, but my own personal opinion is you can be trained. I, I know <laughs> I have people who've been trained to use many different, either martial arts implements or, or, or kettlebells face-to-face -face, and they still didn't get it. So, so, so if, if they, if they can't get it face-to-face, -face, they're not going to benefit from me. We, even with my level of experience being on a TV screen or, or a computer screen, uh, apparel. Yeah, we do it once, once a year or so we do a big apparel ad. Like I literally just spoke to the, to the, our, 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 uh, our guy yesterday because <clears throat> people were going, it's getting cold. We need some more long sleeve t-shirts and sweatshirts. I go, sure. No problem. Just let me know what you want. And I'll, I'll order those things. Um, and then the other one was uh, nutrition. I know, nutrition. Yeah, that was it. And supplements. I covered them all. So yeah, all of those four, we've we've done we've been in those rabbit holes and haven't. I mean, I've I've always thrown the dirt back in the hole and just kept going. Got it. Got it. <clears throat> totally, totally understandable. And and maybe if we can do a follow up episode at some point, we can dig into those a little bit more. But we are just about out of time, so I have to hit you with my favorite million dollar question before we let you. Uh, plug your website and any other place people might find you. You've been in the game a while, learned a lot of things. If you're anything like me, maybe some hard lessons in there, maybe maybe some not so hard lessons. I prefer to learn the hard lessons twice because I'm, I'm a weirdo. Maybe that's why I like CrossFit too, because it just keeps hurting you no matter what you do. But anywhere along the line, along your journey, was there one lesson, one major moment, one aha that you think has uh, served you the best and that you wish you knew sooner? That's an awesome question. I mean, cause, cause you know, and, and, and once again, I, because of the fact that I've been doing martial arts since I was 13 and I've been in the fitness industry since I was like 15 or 16 uh, and doing kettlebells for you know the last 20 plus years, you know, there's been a lot of aha, aha moments and, and most of them are associated with pain <laughs> or injury just for stupid stuff. But I mean, the only, the, 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 the one thing that I've taken away from all three of those aspects is consistency. Don't stop. Just keep going. You know, so the, the one thing that's going to benefit you throughout your whole life is move, do something, do something you love that you have passion with, do something you can enjoy doing for the next 20 or 30 years. I mean, you, you know, you can't, you can't expect someone who's 20 years old uh, to understand what it feels like to be in a 60 year old body after you've got some really, really hard miles on you. But the sooner you prepare for that, the sooner you prepare for the fact that you're going to be around in this body for, you know, conceivably for the average uh, life expectancy for a, ma a man in the United States is, I believe, either 78, something like that. And the life, life expectancy for a woman is 83. That, you know, if you're a 20-year-old person, you still got 50 years in that body. You know, what are you doing to, to keep it, to maintain it? You know, what's your resting heart rate? What's your blood pressure like? What's your VO2 max like? What are you doing every single day to make that machine last as long as possible and then just go in a big flaming ball you know, at the end that's that's the goal that's the goal so consistency you just start and don't stop um and everyone complains that if, if, you, if they if they, they get in the gym they're working out and they go ah oh, they they take two weeks off to go on vacation or they you know they the uh their, their daughter's getting married and they got to take a month off or something like that to, to, to deal with all the, the internal strife with that they come back and they go oh, this is just miserable i should have kept working out i go yep you should have stuck with it especially during the hard times when you're stressed out. The only, so, you know, and, and you know this, 
you can come into the gym in the worst possible mood and what's going to happen? You're going to get a good workout in. You're going to break a sweat. All those endorphins are going to be flowing through. You're going to leave with a smile on your face. You're not going to leave the gym in the same mental state you came into it. So I mean, obviously it's physically satisfying, but just as, as, as iron therapy, you know, you're going to walk out happy. You're going to look at a much happier person than when you walk in the door. So that was two lessons. Sorry. <laughs> not one. <laughs> I mean, we're already, we already crushed our time limit here. Anyway. We might as well just throw a caution to the wind. All right. Real last question. Where can people find you online? Do you have social media? What's your website address? Anything else you want to throw out there to plug? Hit us with it. Okay. So I'm on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. You can just type in Michael Krivka, K-R-I-V-K-A, uh, crossfitconcepts.com with a K, K-O-N-C-E-P-T-S.com. Um, I'm all over the place. I mean, I said, and, I, and I said, I'm, I'm a resource for what's that? I said, same. Same. All yeah. So, so in, all in over the place. <laughs> yeah. And once again, and I, I like to think I'm a resource for people who are interested in learning kettlebells. I mean, I say it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a very, it's a very mobile, very, very powerful tool. Uh, if you have questions, concerns, I mean, and also, so, so, I mean, and Don, we talked before Don about, you know, how you have a, a lot of resources. Well, I'm very, very fortunate to be, to be good friends with Dan, John and Marty Gallagher and some of the top people in the world when it comes to the strength and conditioning. You know, I, I can, I can, I have information that I can, you, you can benefit from, I guarantee it. I thought you were you know, going to make a new friends. Liam Neeson on me, you know, from taking like I've <laughs> right. a very specific set of skills. Yeah. Right. That, I and I've used that. I will train you. Yeah. I will. Yeah. I'll find you and I will train you. I've, I've used that quote several times. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's been great. Absolutely. Thank you so much, sir. It's been a pleasure to be here. All righty. And to everybody out there listening, if you're still with us, <laughs> we appreciate you being here thank you for taking time out of your day we hope you found value and inspiration in this episode if you want to hear more hit the subscribe button we'll notify you when new episodes drop which is a regular basis if you're listening to this we're hitting that thing a few times a week if you want to be on the show if you think you want to come in here and talk to me or one of the other hosts who are way more interesting click the link in the description fill out the form someone from the team will get in touch with you as soon as possible to everybody out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives, keep kicking ass. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business knowledge as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we're here with Anthony Mandela, Anthony, how's it going, man? Very good. Yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. So we'll kind of go ahead and get right into this. So what is the name of your facility and where are you guys located at? The name of my facility is Snap Fitness. We are located in Brown Deer, which is a little north of Milwaukee in Wisconsin. All right. Awesome, man. Awesome. So, um, yeah, I'm curious, like what... Um, how did you get your start in the fitness industry and what led you to uh, becoming a gym owner? Yeah, my, my start in the fitness industry started right out of high school. 
I was in a lot of sports, wrestling, track, football, the whole nine. And I wasn't really happy with the results I saw on my own. I was always a very skinny kid, just kind of uh, got picked on a lot. Wasn't, wasn't huge into seeing good results at that time. Right, at a high, right out of high school, I started investing in, my, in myself a lot, working on myself, seeing great results. So I figured, hey, why not get into the personal training world? Um, I got hired on at 2010 through Snap Fitness, doing just that, training people at about four to five separate Snap Fitness locations. Over the period of two to three years, I gravitated towards the gym I'm at now most in Brown Deer and worked my way up to managing it now owning it uh, the last couple of years. Nice, man. Yeah, so did you envision being a gym owner or did you think you were just gonna stay the, the manager route for, for a while or what? Honestly, I didn't envision it until like the few months prior to it actually happening. It just kind of presented itself. Um, I've been through two previous owners here that both were kind of around the same middle age owners, didn't really have a lot of passion into this. They, they owned other businesses, but nothing correlating fitness. And they just kind of, this gym was doing very good when they were owners. And then it just kind of dwindled and dwindled down. They didn't really let me utilize my passion and do the things that I envisioned doing to make the gym successful. Right. And over the period of years, just kind of seeing that it kind of like killed my motivation too. But yeah. as soon as I had the opportunity, it, it, it was a huge, huge refresher. Oh yeah, I'm sure, man. So, so I guess you kind of felt like you were just kind of put in a box, right? Exactly. Like you have all this talent and everything and, you know, this passion and you're just confined, right? Like you couldn't do anything with it. Most certainly. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's an awesome story, man. And I, I love, I love the story. So, you know, going from, you know, lifting, you know, because of the bullying thing and then, you know, falling in love with it, then, you know, being the trainer, the manager, so you've been at every stage, um, essentially of the, of the fitness experience. So do you think that's helped you, you know, being an owner, like just knowing how everything goes from the bottom up? Yeah. And the, the number, the number one reason I would say it helps is because when you can relate to people more, um, not only are they able to see transparency of your passion and, uh, fortitude of fitness, but more, most importantly with that, like with my passion at training, not only have I, have I been through that, but I've been through an extreme amount of injuries. I was in a very severe car accident where I've had a hip replacement, broken oh, arm, man. broken legs, like stuff like that in the past that helps me train a lot of people through exercise therapy as well. So yeah. it, it all stems with being dealt, being dealt tough cards and just how you deal with that. It, it's just overcoming adversity, whether it's from the gym owning aspect or personal training. I have been through all that. So it, it helps prepare me to work others and motivate them. And essentially as a gym owner and trainer, that's our, that's our duty. That's our job is yeah. to motivate people, even when we're not motivated. <laughs> yeah. That, that happens to anyone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's a really good perspective there too. Cause if you think about it, like, you know, the things that you've been dealt, the cards you've been dealt, the things you've been through and overcame when it comes to like everyday life, right? It's not really that big of a deal anymore, right? I mean, right? I mean, man, yeah, that's insane. So I'm, I'm like with the with the car accident. Like, how long were you out of commission for? So about five to six months. I was pretty re rehabilitated. Um, I wasn't able to. I was on crutches for at least four or five months. 
I was still training people, believe it or not, because at the time I, it was like, literally I had no choice. I have two boys at home too. I have a family. And um, yeah. at the end of the day, like you got to do what you got to do. So um, yeah. I was training through, throughout all that, but that was kind of the transition stage. That was actually right when I became an owner, this was about three to six months prior to COVID beginning. So okay, I, I literally bought the gym February of the year that uh, 2020 when COVID just kind of launched and, I just finally start, started to ha- have a stronger hip and foundation on my own training too. And then boom, gym owner, um, starting to starting a business basically. I don't want to say from scratch because there was a good foundation here. But mm-hmm. like I said, the previous owners let a lot of, lot of things collapse that I had to pick up the pieces with, which yeah. I, I have finally done now. But it, it did take a solid year and a half, two years to, to get to this point. Yeah, for sure. Now what... Um like I, I'm familiar with the snap model, but, but go ahead and tell, um, tell us a little bit about, about your gym and yeah. like what other services you guys offer. So, so the main thing we serve it, service and offer here is a 24 seven gym. Um, clients sign up, they're able to get an access card right away. They can u- utilize the facility 24 seven. And also they can utilize any snap fitness in the world. Right now we still have over a thousand locations worldwide. So very conven- convenient for people. Um, they don't have to rely on people to open the doors. Like they can come and go as they please. Mm-hmm. Um, what what I also offer here, the the nice thing and luxury about Snap Fitness is they allow us to do our own thing as far as supplements, other services. Some some gyms have massage beds. Some of the snaps have tanning. Some of the other snaps may have physical therapy, and I've heard some people having. Uh, massage therapists. So they kind of let us do our own thing as far as additional services. Right, right. now at, at my location, I have um, I have a decent amount of supplements that are sold here. I have that. We have, I just hired a third trainer on board. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of stacking up on the personal training right now, coming into the busy season the best we can. Yeah. That's as far as the, the services really go here. Supplements, training. We do have a stand-up tanner. Doesn't get utilized that much, but yeah. That, that's awesome, man. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, I, I love that you guys are, are utilizing training because, you know, I, I do see a lot of gyms like with a similar model to yours that they really don't. And like, we both know that you can't rely on the memberships alone no. you know, to pay the bills. It's, it's very hard to do. Some gyms can pull it off more kind of like with the square footage that you have. But mm-hmm. uh, it, as far as any gym, in my opinion, I, I've talked to owners that own massive gyms too. And it's just like, at the end of the day, personal training is the foundation of it because the reason why we start doing this is to see results. And we know when you work at the professional that has passion, you're, you're more apt to see results. And not even that, you're more apt to stay in the gym and stay consistent with your own goals when you have yeah. motivating you. That, that, that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. So with, um, so you have three trainers now, um, including you or? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. So three, including you. Okay, cool. So as far as like, um, what, what do you guys do? Um, now this is one question that, that always differs for different gym owners. Um, what do you guys do to get people in front of you guys, like to be able to sell your services? Yeah. So a, a big thing that we've always done is, community service where we, 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 hold, we hold a lot of events as far as gathering people in the area, went to other businesses, fly, hand out flyers. And, and a huge thing is social media posting from Facebook ads, Yelp, Google. That, 
that is the main driving force, uh, especially mm -hmm. the Facebook ads. I can't talk about that enough. It does oh, bring yeah. a lot of it does bring a lot of people to the door. It's just having the the consistency of doing it, not being afraid to invest those funds into that area too, and then making the amount of calls. Um, yeah easy to get calls but a lot of people will do that and they won't call people enough and i'm i'm sure you know too a huge thing as soon as you have a lead you got to call that that individual right away else what oh, do yeah. they do they the next hour or next 10 minutes they'll go somewhere else that's we, we we live in a we live in a society now bombarded with social media it doesn't matter if it's clothing shopping or whatever it may be you're on facebook you go on one website you don't like it you're calling another one right away so yep. it's very fatal to get a hold of these people right away and get them to your door. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's such a good point. Now, do you have a team in place to do that or are you doing that as far as yes. the, the reaching yeah, out? So, so I did, I just hired a brand ambassador on, on board too. That is, that is her sole job is, is to make those kind of calls and make those kind of interactions with other businesses to get more people in the door. That's awesome. Does she work at the facility or does she work at home yes. or what? works at the facility, does everything at the facility. I, I feel that's very important because people can do this from home, but when you actually have that interaction in person and, and have someone in store making appointments too, they're, they're physically there. Um, yeah. When people come to the door, that's, that's what they want to see. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to like, when it comes to your personal training, like um, when people come in, like, how do you get them in front of trainers? Do they, do they get a free session or do you guys just say, Hey, we offer this or how does that work out? So I, I always believe in giving a free, a free assessment slash complimentary training session. I, mm -hmm. I do that with every client that comes in the door. That's a huge selling point because um, at the end of the day, someone comes to your place of business, a gym, and right away when they sign up, you're, you're just pitching them money. I, I know, I know how that would come off to me. But I always believe in helping people first, showing them what you got, and then they can make the decision from there on if they want to work it through regularly. So that's kind of how I approach it here. You sign up, we get the gym membership right away. We offer the complimentary session. Um, I've been I've been in the gym industry now, like I said, going on 12 years right out of high school. I have worked at other gyms and seen gyms that take a very aggressive approach as far as they like they make people do this. I have a very lax approach here. I, I, I let people know what I offer. We can make the appointment right away, but I do not press it. I'm not going to bombard you. I'm not going to call you every day after, hey, you, you didn't do the complimentary session. I don't believe in doing that. When people want the help, they, they, they'll know you there. We have our cards here. We're here six days a week. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, that, that's, that's a really good point. Um, and that's one of the things that we see. So you have you know, people have this free assessment, the free complimentary session, you know, whichever way you want to say it. Right. But there's also the thing, people don't always want to book it. And there, there's, there's many reasons for that. Right. I, I think, I think one reason is what you just described. Like they know in the back of their mind that, you know, this guy's pushing so hard for me to get there. Like, why? Like, do they really care about me that much? You know, or they just want my money, right? Do they want me to buy a right. big package? And, and then, you know, it seems like there's other, other people that I know that don't ever offer that. And it's like, well, how are you going to get people in front of your trainers anyways, if you don't even offer it? So I think there has to be a fine line right there in balancing, you know, getting people scheduled, but the big thing is getting them to show up. Yes. So like, how can you get them to show up? So what, um, 
what have you found to be best practice to actually get them to come to the appointment? Yeah. So the, the, the best pitch that I do with that is when, when you make that first phone call, in my opinion, it's, it's all about how you come across. Um, like I said, that my main focal point is to come off, um, in a nice greeting way. I don't, I don't ever call someone and right away, get into my pitch. I kind of treat them like a friend, like anyone else have a nice conversation. That's going to make them feel welcome to come in. Um, that's going to solidify the sale as far as training goes or uh, as far as the gym membership goes. And then I always, always, right after I sell the, uh, right after we sell the gym membership here, we, we let them know what else we offer as far as supplements, personal training. And then you just kind of feel off the person when they're in, because it's, it's so easy to gauge someone when you're seeing them face to face compared yeah. to a phone. So when, when they are face to face with you, you're already ahead of the battle because it's so much harder to say no to someone or go, go across them when they're in person as opposed to email or over the phone. So yeah. Yeah. they're on, you just, you can kind of gauge someone. Like I, I have people all across the board that will want to sign up right then and there. They want to do the complimentary session right away, or they might say, Hey, I'll contact you when I'm good and ready. And then we just kind of play that by ear. Mm-hmm. That goes. Like I said, I'm not going to push them like, Hey, you got to do this by next Wednesday. I, yeah. I know a lot of gyms that take this approach and I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I found there, there's ways that you can get people to show up for that without being pushy like that. But yeah, you right. don't want to, you don't want to turn them off, you know, right. because I mean, they're just going to get a bad taste in their mouth and, and who knows if they feel like they're going to get pressured, like hardcore pressure every time they come in, they may decide to not even be at your facility anymore. You know, screw the training. They may leave right. altogether. And that can discourage them from going to any gym ever again. I, I, I've seen that many times for people where unfortunately that happens or they came in here and they're like, Hey, I haven't been in a gym for 15 years because I went to so-and-so's place and they, they were way too aggressive. So I, I like to create a second home, a safe place here. And that's, that's kind of like our model here. Like the conveniency, you can come in here a lot. It, it's not like a big gym where there's 50 to hundred people at all times. The nice thing it is more personalized like that. You're going to have, sometimes you might be the only one or just a few people in here. So that, that way they feel more comfortable too. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's such a good point. And that's interesting. You like one way that I've, I've thought about this too. And this, this is just an example and like not, not to get religious or anything like that, but um, it kind of goes the same way with people going to church. Like, you know, if people has, haven't been in church for a long time and as soon as they get there, if, if they're like, well, Hey, you need to come back. Hey, you need to do this. Right. Hey, you need to do blah, blah, blah. You know, that, that kind of turns people off from that. And I think you're right. It's the same way in fitness. Like, yeah, some people may never, step foot in a gym again, because, you know, maybe, and that's the thing is maybe they did want to eventually do training or maybe if you just came across a little bit different, you know, right. it would have, it would have had a different outcome. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I, I can give a good example. I, I had a marketing source. I'm, I'm not going to say the name just for certain yeah. reasons, but I had a marketing source call me a week or two ago when I wasn't feeling that well. And they were so aggressive with me. I told them, hey, when I feel better, I'm going to make the appointment. I really want to do this. I want to get more leads or whatever. And they would they would call me, text me, email me the next day. And then I, I would let them know again, like, hey, when, I, when I'm all good and better, I'm going to get a hold of you. The next day again, they called me. But just bombarded me. And now it's like I never, ever want to call them again, even with knowing they're a very successful business. It's just yeah. very discouraging when people don't even let you breathe is, is yeah. what it comes down to. Man, it, it, yeah, yeah, I, I totally get that. 
And yeah. And, and that's what, that's with any industry, um, you know, and you know, I've had, you can kind of, you know, there's car salesmen that are like that too. You know, well, certainly. I mean, and, and that's like, you don't want to be, you don't want to be that guy. you like no. in any industry, you know, and, and I feel like if you're val if, if people understand the value that you can provide and you can show them how it helps, like if you can bridge the gap, like, Hey, this is where you're at. This is where you want to be. This is what's missing. Like we can help you, you know, go from point A to point B. Um, th that's so much different than being like, Hey, Hey, come in. Hey, do this. Hey, do that. Right. what's up, man, you didn't call. And it's like, man, I don't want like, you know, some of those people kind of remind you of like, a, you know, like a, a nagging, like ex-girlfriend or something right. like that. You know what I mean? That, it's like, that's no. an analogy I use a lot. Yes. I don't, yeah, I don't no. want to come off like your ex or nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love, um, yeah, I, I love that approach for sure. So now let me, so tell me like, you, you said it took like a year or two to kind of get it you know, to where you wanted it to be. So when yeah. you came in, what changes did you make right away? You know, that, that have been like burning, burning, you know, holes in your pocket, so to speak, you know, for yeah. the last few years. I, I would say the main, the main change I made is just making a lot of, a lot of calls to members that were unhappy, uh, were, were unhappy with the way that things were here before. And, and what I really mean by that is, kind of what we were just talking about the the approach I take is very very relaxed but it's also very encouraging to get people in the door I'll call them say hey things have changed we we have new ownership here um new specials and I did do a lot of specials I was very lax on the price when when I first became the owner because I wanted to show these people like hey come back I've made changes I'm gonna give you a better deal and I want you to have a better experience than you've had in the past like the, 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 the main thing here, I can't stress this enough, over the 10 to 12 years I've been here, on a given month, despite how many memberships or new clients we have, I would say at least, I, I, I've, done the, I've done the calculation on this, at least 10 to 15% of those every month are recurring members that have been here before. So mm -hmm. when you get them in the door, they see the changes, and then that, that, that leads to word of mouth. That's what it's yeah. all about. And yeah. I, I can't stress that enough. So I, I don't take that aggressive approach. I just call people. I encourage them. And, and the main thing has been that because right during COVID, you have people that are absolutely been terrified with this thing. You have some people that weren't that terrified, but still demotivated due to the safe at home orders and everything shut down. And then you have some people that still are at home and they're, they're terrified to come in here. So another thing I would say is picking your battles. Uh, is cold is is good as careful. So if you call someone and they're like they're just not having it, like hey man, due to COVID, I don't feel comfortable. Know what people to keep calling back. Know which ones to leave alone. Maybe make a note. Hey, I'll try them in six months. So like using my time wisely is the biggest thing, and focusing yeah. around people that want the help now and that realize health is more important than ever, and focusing on those people instead of the people that are like want to be left alone with this with with this whole pandemic going on. Because yeah. I'm sure you've seen it too, being a gym owner yourself. You have some people that just want to be left alone. And at the end of the day, we have to respect that. Yeah, that's, that's true. And, and that, I think it's tough for some people that aren't in the industry or, you know, maybe they're, they're a hardcore salesman, you know, cause it's always like, well, you know, you never take no for an answer or whatever. And it's like, yeah, there, but there, this is a specific situation. Like there's nothing that I can say 
or that you can say to change someone's mind on that. Right. Am I safe coming in the gym or not? So, you know, you're just going to piss them off and then they're going to, they're going to completely rat you off. You know? Right. And, and then you get into like a health or political conversation and that's, that's not professional No, um, because now you're, you're saying your views on things. And he, I, I know a lot, I've talked to a lot of business owners during this time that, that take that approach because they're so desperate to get business. And it's like, you can't do that. You just, you just got to use marketing techniques to get a lot more vast amount of calls and focus on the people that really want to be in here yeah. and, and feel comfortable enough to be in the gym because yeah. they're out there. You just got to find them. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and when you go, you know, especially the, the previous members, when you reach out to them and talk to them that way, and you know, you're completely honest, you know, genuine, you know, just the way you're talking to me, like right. a lot of people are like, you know what, like, yeah, I'm, I'll give it a shot. Like I'll go back in. I mean, you know, right. the, dude, the dude had the balls to say, Hey, this wasn't how it was. This is how it is now. And you're right. asking for a chance again. Like you can't argue with that. Right. And if you have a more subtle approach, like, Hey, we'll give you a week guest pass, just check it out. Um, at the end of that week, if you're still interested, we can sign you up. If not, feel free to do your own thing or work out at home. And, and that way people get a chance to come in your facility for a week or two or a month or whatever trial pass uh, your, your gym would offer. And that way they get to try it out, especially during these troubled times. And at the end of that time, they're going to know if they feel comfortable to join your gym. And yeah. a huge reason I, I feel we've succeeded too. I have very convenient options here as far as signups goes. We have month to month and then we have, we have commitment um, per se contracts like prepaid memberships or you down pay and, and people that are committed to the gym for let's say six months, 12 months, 15 months, they know they're going to be here year in, year out, just despite what's going on. And they can decide to down pay for a longer time and then have a better deal but for people that are a little more maybe they're traveling or they're a little more uncomfortable with what's going on they can just play it play it month by month and a lot of gyms nowadays uh some of our main competitors don't don't offer that and that's a big thing that makes our our snap fitness stand out yeah yeah that's a good point and you know so so we kind of have the same options here you know i have contracted options and month-to-month options right now one one thing that i i think there's so many people that, you know, and I'm not saying contracts are the right way to go. And I'm not saying that you should go month to month. I think having both options are, are great because, but one thing is there, there's a lot of fear from people with month to month contracts, you know, and it's like, well, this person's going to cancel in a month. And it's like, you know, honestly, they're probably not like, they're really not. And, and your people that want to cancel even in a contract are still going to cancel. Right. You know, and I don't, even if someone's in a contract, you know, I don't, if they don't want to be here at the end of the day, I mean, I don't want that in the gym. You know, I don't, I don't want the negativity. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I've, I've cut a lot of contracts loose, you know, just for that reason, you know? So if you're, if you have a good facility, if you're providing good service and the people feel valued, um, you know, for the most part, I mean, there's your unicorns, but for the most part, people are going to stay. Most certainly. Yeah. And at the end of the day too, if you, if you have all these people, I don't believe in this approach either. If you have all these people that are in your gym stuck on a contract and they want to get out, like you said, just like the negative vibes and things that come with that. I I don't want that in my gym. I don't ever want people to feel like you have to stay here, even if you don't want to be here and just offer that. Like I would feel like that as a customer too. Like, 
if they only offer a year or two year contract, it's like, I understand it from a business aspect, but also from a client perspective, it, it just kind of makes you feel like they're just coming after your money. Like re regardless of if I get results or not, or I got to go out of town for business or have an emergency, I'm locked in at this place and they're getting my money. Yeah. I, I personally wouldn't want to feel that way at, yeah. uh, being at a gym. Yeah, for sure. Now, do you guys do any, uh, do you do enrollment fees or enhancement fees, anything like that? Yeah. And, and then depending on the type of year, like a seasonal thing, especially I'm, I'm sure you guys do this too. Most gyms do, especially New Year's, will have certain promotions and mm -hmm. seasonal things throughout the year. Yeah. Maybe waiving enrollment fee during the New Year's, things like that, just to get people in the gym. Like I said, we do offer the trial passes and promotions as far as that goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing too. There's, you know, I, I've talked to other gym owners and, and even some of my staff before have been like, you know, we don't need to do an enrollment fee ever. We don't need to do this. We don't need to do that. And I get where some people come from, but if you think about it from a business standpoint, if you don't have that, like there's, I mean, of course, some people are going to pay it, you know, because times are slower. Sometimes it just needs to happen, but yeah. really there's, there's no bargaining power. There's no way to sweeten the deal. Right. You know? If it's always zero enrollment, then where do you no, go from there? Yeah. Right. Where do you go? Yeah. I mean, you can't, I agree. you can't start taking money off your monthly. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, you have a lot of bargaining power with the enrollment, you know, yeah, and it, take it away. I couldn't agree with that more. It's all about your approach, how you come off as an owner too. When people come to the door and maybe they're a little, they're a little leery of certain things. And then they say, Hey, today I'll tell you what, I'll give you half off an enrollment fee or I'll waive it for you when I normally don't. Not yeah. only are you doing something nice on your end, but they're going to see that you're doing that and they're going to be more likely to join your gym. Now, yeah. obviously that's depending on, that's depending on the customer and, and what approach you take. And that's more of a last resort thing here, but mm -hmm. we are very flexible to, 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 to help anyone feel comfortable here and establish a commitment in our gym. And that, that is a great approach about, uh, of our set sales technique and how I do that to get as many people here to sign up and, and see what we're about. Because if you don't have any, if you don't have any wiggle room or you never make any accession exceptions you're going to be kind of on the op opposite side of spectrum of what we were talking about too if, yeah. if you're not helpful at all and you're all about a higher enrollment fee and you don't bend at all people are going to see between that and they're they're just wanting they're just going to want to go somewhere else because they're going to be like these guys are just about money they just want a yeah. hundred dollar enrollment fee they they're not willing to bend at all so i don't yeah. want to come off that way either yeah yeah that's that's a good point and i think the only way that i you know that you can be successful with not bending is if you have, let's say like you have a high level service and that's essentially all you do. Like, you know, some, some of these, like, um, like, like a, a transformation style gym or something like that, you know, right. it's typically, this is the price no matter what, because like some of those places are few and far between, but for right. something like me and you, I mean, I don't know what, what your area looks like, but for me, someone could go down the road to golds and they would go to golds and be like, well, maxed out, you know, hell, they were going to make me pay this enrollment fee. And they're just going to be like, oh, well, you know what? We don't have that today just for you. Right. You know? So, yeah, we don't want to drive them in the arms of someone else that has a similar service to us either, you know? Yeah, and, and to kind of add on to what you said, a, a huge thing that for, for any gym owner that determines that, right, is a demographic. Like, I didn't mention this either, but we, we are probably in one of the, we, we matter of fact are in one of the worst area codes in Milwaukee area. Like it, it is not the 
the best area. It's not the worst, but it, it's by far from not the best. So at the end of the day too, you can't charge, you can't charge an extreme high rate, like $80, $100 a month and then have a crazy enrollment fee for a middle house income that's around 30, 40,000 in your area or something. You mm-hmm. have to set off your demographic and area that you live in too. And yeah. also, like you said, you have Gold's Gym by you. So you got to go off your competitors as well. Um, you got to look, hey, this is my area. This may work, this may not. And then you got to do it trial by ear. Like, and that's the, that's the main thing I did when I was an owner here. I changed some of the pricing, but I also, I change it up quite a bit. Like what works, what works March through June may not work January through March, through February or whatever. So like, mm-hmm. it, like I said, a seasonal thing, seasonal promotions, it's, it's huge to keep track of your results. Um, we have awesome software here that does that kind of all computer analyzation and stuff like that, that we can utilize at a corporate level. Mm-hmm. So nice to be able to see that and say, Hey, this is working great. Like why fix some, why fix something that's not broken? So it, it's cool to be able to utilize that. And then once something is broken, okay, clearly we need to fix this. We need to change it up now. So yeah. it's really good to, to use tools like that to succeed and, and track certain things that are going to help your business grow. Yeah, absolutely, man. So um, as far as like your guys billing cycle, what is that? Do you do like the first or do you do like the 15th or, or how do you guys so, do that? So mainly it is right around like the first or the 15th, but we, we do also have anniversary billing where people sign up and they can pick what, what whatever date benefits them. And then we just prorate those dues accordingly uh, to, to, uh, depending on the date that they sign up. So you could, you could come sign up any day of the month. We prorate the dues. And then if, if we say, Hey, your, your billing is going to be on the first of the month. And you're like, Oh, I, I wouldn't like that. Could I do it on the ninth or the 15th? Like we can definitely set that up. So yeah. once again, the conveniency um, and, and the flexibility there is, is a huge thing. Yeah, it is. And so, so basically, so I mean, so you guys like, I mean, run your billing every day, essentially. I yeah, mean, because it's, yeah, it's somebody could be anywhere. Planning. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Got it, man. That makes sense. Like we, we can set that up at the training, the, the tanning service we have here. We, we can select any date for that to automate it, automate and come out whenever we, whenever the client is best suited for that. Yeah. Yeah, man, that, that totally. Well, um, we are getting towards the end of our time on the podcast today. So one thing I always like to ask people, um, here at the end is let's say like in a year from now, what does growth look like for you? I, I would say it's a hard question. Um, I, a year from now, I, I would say that the membership would grow that the, the main thing I want to see grow here is doing more group classes and more trainers. Mm-hmm. But I, I also could see myself branching off kind of more at a corporate level to help us snap in us with, with other aspects as well. We, mm-hmm. we have a thing as fra- such as franchise business coaching where, um, where at a corporate level, we help other gym owners and coach them just kind of like we do a training. And I, I, I really can see myself down the road doing something like that too, whether it yeah. be a year from now, five years from now, I see, I see myself elevating into doing that as well. Um, yeah, I really do. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, Anthony, dude, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Um, had a good time with you, man. Hope you got some value from this and enjoyed yourself. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. And for our audience out there, if you found value from this podcast, please click the subscribe button so you can be alerted when new episodes are aired. And if you're a gym owner and you want to be a guest in the podcast, click the link in the description, apply to be a guest. Until next time, Gym Lords out.
Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Words Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, Or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. We talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, Frank Shelton from the Village Gym in Middletown, Delaware. Frank, thank you so much for being here today. We appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate the time. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a fun 15, 20 minutes. We'll see what we can do. Everybody's got the same goal. Help more people push this industry forward. So tell us, what are you doing there at the Village Gym? In a nutshell, what are you all about? I would say we're kind of a hybrid gym and that we um, medium to large facility with just about everything that your typical gym would have, everything from the standard cardio equipment, strength machines, uh, plate-loaded equipment, group classes, things like that. But we have a strong specialization in, in training We have a large training staff and a large percentage of our membership does some kind of training, whether it's one-on-one, small group, or team training. So that's always been our focus. I imagine it will continue to be. So we're open to uh, the average person who just wants to come in and work out. But um, like I said, a good percentage of our memberships, uh, they do some kind of training uh, with our trainers here. Okay, so you are really... um not too much on the self-service access side. You sell and provide in one shape, way, shape, or form coaching versus access. Correct. Even our members who kind of do their own thing will meet at least occasionally with a trainer, even if it's just a couple times a year, just to kind of get reset, refocus, change things up. You know, their goals are changing, get a new program. Um, so we try, we stay pretty well involved with all of our members in one way or another. Absolutely. Okay. And what are we talking about as far as facility members? How big is the space? What's the layout kind of, and, and how many people are you serving there? Sure. So the gym's about 11,000 square feet. Okay. It's in an old shopping center that, um, our particular gym used to be three different businesses. I think a drugstore couple of small shops so it's a weird layout you, you look at it from the outside and you don't think it's as big as it is and you come in and the, the rooms just kind of go on forever but um kind of broken up into a basic cardio room where all that equipment is uh, a large classroom a room where we specifically do group training we have a small spin studio an area where we do uh, kickboxing and then um, an area where all the selectorized type equipment's sort of sectioned off, 
couple of large strength rooms where we have deadlift stations, squat racks, any of your plate loaded equipment, another room that has just the benches. There's a row machine in there as well. Another room that's more functional equipment, TRX, medicine balls, kettlebells, slam balls, that sort of thing. And then a couple of locker rooms. So, you know, the more you wind through, the more you see here. Um, as far as the membership goes, um, I think uh, we're somewhere around the, somewhere between four and 500 total members right now. About 250 of those do some kind of training on a weekly basis, anywhere from meeting with one-on-one -on -one with a trainer five to six times a week to the person doing more of the team or group training just once a week. And then, as I mentioned, even the ones that aren't kind of in that regular training group are meeting with a trainer at least a couple times a year. Wow. So it's hard to be all things to all people, but darn, man, you're pretty close from what it sounds like. It, I can't imagine too many people walk in your doors looking for something and, and you don't have, you know, you're not trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. You got holes of every shape for every peg. We have a lot of them. We're, I, I wouldn't say we're all things to all people, but we're a lot of things to a lot of people. And it's, it's changed, evolved over the years, and I imagine it will continue to do so. But things have changed. We used to, um, you know, as the industry changes, uh, as your competition changes, you know, you kind of adjust, you figure out what you do best. So there are a couple of things, you know, we used to offer child care here. We don't do that anymore. You know, a YMCA, a YMCA opened up not too far from us. We just decided we can't really compete with the, as well as they do that. Let's take advantage of that space that we used to use for child care, use it for something else. Uh, group classes used to be a much bigger part of the gym here. We still have it. Some of our members still like it. We still do spinning. We still do yoga. We still do kickbox. But the volume of group classes that we do has certainly um, uh, toned down over the years. As more spin boutiques have opened up, uh, yoga studios have opened up. And honestly, you know, those places do those classes better than we do. Um, so we don't try and compete with that. We, we offer some of it to the people who like it and kind of one of it as part of their membership. But um, yeah, what, what we do really well is training. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, match my gym up with, with any gym, especially any in this area from that aspect. And that's something that um, it's kind of carried us in the beginning, pulled us through uh, the bad times, kept us going well in the good times. And so that's, that's our strong aspect. That's what we'll always focus on. You know, that's, that's my background. That's what I like to do. Um, so yeah, we try and be a lot of things to a lot of people and try and offer, you know, a wide variety of, of aspects here, but we are built on training and we will continue to be. Cool. So as the industry has evolved and changed and, and your area has seen different trends and different franchises and, and everything come and go, it, it falls back to the training. And when you say that, that's specifically like your one-on-one -on -one and, and small group or small team training. That's kind of your bread and butter. Yep. Um, we started off, well, um, next year will mark the 20th anniversary of, of the Village Gym. So pretty proud of that. Seen a lot of gyms, a lot of businesses come and go. Um, in that time, especially in the last year, of course. Yeah, so we're, sure. we're proud of where we are with that. Um, and we started off a, 
I guess we were about 4,000 square feet when we started off. We've had several renovations since then. We actually moved locations within this town since then. But one-on-one um, -on -one training was a very big part of our focus from when we opened. Um, it continues to be, but um, you know, one of the things that we listened to from our members was that one-on-one -on -one training, not, not everybody can afford it. And that's when we started looking at the models of small groups, team training, to make that, um, that option available to more people. You know, it's never quite the same as one-on-one, -on -one, but um, for some people in some ways it's better, but certainly it makes it more um, financially feasible for a larger percentage of our membership. So we've evolved in that way too, as far as what kind of training we offer and made sure that, you know, certainly my job to make sure that our, that our trainers are, um, the small group in particular, you know, we're pretty proud of here. We don't, our, our team training is, is more of a boot camp type um, style training, but our, our small group is more like one on one in that, you know, we could have, say, five or six people in the same small group training setting, but you might have one person who was a high school athlete, you know, training next to someone who's, you know, coming in um, in a wheelchair. And each person is getting, you know, that their individual workout written specifically for them by their trainer. Um, but obviously, you know, they're not all lined up, you know, doing curls to a beat or anything like that. It, it is one-on-one -on -one training. You know, obviously the trainer will focus on one person at a time and kind of move on. But, you know, you're not kind of, as you mentioned, kind of sticking a, a, a round peg in a square hole. We're, we're still giving each person what they need, but just making it a little bit more affordable in that uh, small group setting. Gotcha. So your one-on-one -on -one training and what you call small group, and, and the industry has all different names for this. People are getting individualized programming. It's just a matter of how much coach attention they get at a time. And then the team training is more everybody is doing the same thing, boot campy, where the coaches are still paying attention and making corrections, but they everybody is more or less doing a version of the same workout at the same time. Correct. It's a little bit of, you know, we can go a little bit bigger in that group. It's a little bit rowdier, a little bit more fast paced. So you do have a couple of different, you know, the price points probably follow along with that, right? From highest on one-on-one -on -one to lowest there. And so you can fit people's budgets, their energy level, the amount of attention they want, wherever, wherever it is, you at least have, it's not just all one size fits none. Correct. We like to give them those options. And and for some people, they'll do more than one. Some people will do a one-on-one -on -one session maybe once a week and then slide into the teams because they like that that group camaraderie or what have you, but they they realize the value of the one-on-one -on -one too. So it's not like um, you know, we try and force people into one spot. We we offer what we offer and and people will mix and match or you know, do one-on-one -on -one for a while, then switch or go back and forth. So have to keep it kind of fluid. Absolutely. And it's all under one roof. So if somebody is looking for, you know, they're doing team training, they're like, oh, I really want a personal trainer to help, whatever, they don't have, you don't have to refer them out down the street. They just go to a different room in the maze right. and, and they're there, right? So once they're in there, they're in the matrix. Correct. And, and we, um, one of the things that we changed to, we don't, um, we don't do any contracts here. So there's no, you know, sign up for a year, do this. You know, everything is month to month. So that ability to change what type of training you're, you're getting also can change month to month. Perfect. Perfect. So 
in the facility, the way it's set up, what, however you have your capacities, your layouts, in those three things, right? Because the, um, I guess if we back it up, the, the more self-service stuff, the weight training, the kind of self-guided, the cardio machines, things like that, where people come in and do their own thing, that's, that's more or less people sign up and they get access and they can kind of do that. So that is just a matter of people coming at the times that work for them, right? But the other stuff is more structured. You can only take care of so many people at, at one time as a personal trainer, semi-private, group, team, whatever, whatever it is. So it sounds like you were saying that as you're evolving, that that's more of your your bread and butter, where you're going with things, your main area of focus. So are all of those aspects of your business full? Are you focusing on different areas to to try to grow those in different ways? What's the uh, what's the main dragon you're trying to slay with this stuff right now? Sure. Yeah. Well, lo would love to grow them all. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. And you know, like a lot of businesses we were forced to, to shut down for several months because of COVID. So it was a while building things back up. I, I would say we're still, you know, not quite where we were. So our numbers aren't, aren't what we'd like, but they're getting better. And we're, you know, we're almost there and God willing, you know, we won't have anything like that pop up again and we'll be able to continue to do that. But um, it's, it's kind of membership driven as far as what people are asking for, you know, what they like, what they want to see more of. Um, the one-on-one, -on -one, you know, that'll always be a big part of what we do here. And that's, you know, pretty specialized. And, you know, we can do that to whenever someone wants it done. Four o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock at night. You know, I've got trainers that, that can cover pretty much any time. You're a little bit more limited with your groups. So our small groups and our teams are, are set certain times of the week, but that also can always change depending on how many people are coming in, what times you know they're requesting, we'll add more as we go. And so that's what I'm looking to do. I, in the past month, I've, I've added three trainers because we have grown pretty significantly, significantly in those past few weeks. So we're pretty well covered now, but you know, um, a few months ago when I didn't have those trainers, it was, I was getting worried. <laughs> So yeah, that's always sure. a good problem to have, to have, you know, more clients than you have trainers, and, you know, certainly better than the other way. But um, so I want to, you know, keep my trainers as busy as they want to be. And then, you know, once they're full, you know, continue to go from there. Um, one of the things that I guess we're trying to get a little bit more focused on is with the one-on-one, -on -one, um, focusing on what specialties we have in that area, right? So you know, still the bulk of people that are coming in want a either some kind of weight loss or some kind of um, specialized supervision. So they make sure that they're doing everything right. But um, we have trainers that are very specialized in certain areas along with doing that. You know, we, we do sports performance here, so we're happy to work with athletes. We have a strong um, injury recovery component here. That's kind of my specialty and a couple of the trainers under me do that well too. So I have some good relationships with local um, chiropractors, physical therapists, even a couple of surgeons. So, and if you get, you know, the endorsement of someone like that, you know, that, that speaks volumes. So we're trying to highlight that, that we do offer that and that especially for the injury recovery, unfortunately, 
you know, no matter what sort of medical event you've had, whether it's a surgery or a heart attack or a pregnancy, once you've had that, you're kind of under a physician's care for a certain amount of time until insurance sort of dries up and then you're kind of shoved off on your own. So we're, we kind of like to consider ourselves that bridge between the medical community and being totally on your own, kind of helping to get them from sort of uh, site specific, whether it's a bad knee to sort of full body wellness. So that's one of the areas that we're, we're trying to, to highlight and trying to promote a little bit that we, we do a little bit more of. So things like that, getting a little bit more specific now that our numbers are getting back up, you know, um, postpartum or, or pre-pregnancy, we're doing some things in that area. Um, kind of, um, let's say, um, just motion, you know, for more for the older population to make sure that they're, you know, motion is life, getting from point A to point B with as little pain, fatigue, or embarrassment as possible is, um, you know, that speaks to quality of life. So we've got a couple of trainers that sort of specialize just in motion. So those sort of things that get, um, from, from, uh, you know, total body wellness to really, really specific, you know, we want to offer that here as well. And that's something that, again, I think, you know, we at this gym can do, you know, pretty well and, and better than, than most gyms out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a lot going on there. And, you know, whenever, whenever we hear a guest talk about, you know, sounds like you've had some pretty good growth recently. And, and, you know, the burning question is always going to be, how have you done it? You know, what, uh, what have you been doing to get people to, raise their hand and come back kind of not, not fully post COVID, but people are feeling a little bit more comfortable. So how have you drawn in this, you know, larger group of people that you've gotten recently? Sure. Um, you know, I think it's, it's small things and it's big things. And it really goes back to, to our very beginning. And, you know, we certainly had some, some lean times there in the beginning as, as most businesses will. But you, you plant those seeds in the beginning and then, you know, you, you water them and you take care of them and, and hopefully you get a little luck and things grow right. And they did for us. You know, we, we had some great years and, and did really well. But I, I think, you know, like I said, we, we focus on the small things. So not only our training staff, but um, we put a lot of training into just our front desk staff, right? We want, we want the members that come in, whether they're doing training or just coming in to walk on the, tr on the treadmill, we want that hour or so that they're going to spend here to be potentially the best hour of their day. So, you know, everything from knowing their name, you know, warm welcome, you know, we try and do extra things. We have a towel service. We offer free fruit to people. We have, you know, lemon water, cucumber water, things like that. But mostly it's just, you know, making them feel welcome. It sounds like it's a simple thing, but I think it's a lot of, it's something that a lot of gyms and a lot of business and businesses in general don't, don't do well enough, you know, where it's not that different than being a restaurant or a bar, you know, does, does the beer really taste better at this place than that place? Well, maybe it seems like it does because, you know, that bartender is nice. Those people are, they, they treat you like family. So that's what we want. We wanted this place to be from the beginning. We want it to be a home away from home for people and people to feel welcome here. So those, those are simple things, but they're important things and they're small things, but they mean a lot. And then, you know, the, the training aspect, I, I've always thought that, you know, I don't want to, um, I want the best trainers, the best trainers that this area has to offer. And I'm willing to pay for the best trainers. 
and Amen. keep them here and, and keep them happy. So, because good trainers get clients good results and get people coming back. And if you can get your clients to tell their friends, you know, what a great gym it is and what a great trainer I have there and how much they help me, you know, that beats any kind of advertising I can do. And it was like that from the beginning. So I think, you know, when we were forced to shut down and, and um, you know, things were slow opening back up, obviously people were afraid. Um, people were afraid to be in groups, afraid to be in small places. Um, but, you know, and not only were you, you know, fighting that, but during that time, you know, the home equipment industry just took off and everybody bought their home gym and a Peloton and all that kind of stuff. But I, I think, for my gym in particular, it's not so much that they miss the equipment, it's that they miss the, the gym, they miss that, that uh, home away from home, that, that, that friendly face and that trainer that just wasn't, you know, a, a face on a, on a piece of home equipment or a, or a Zoom call. I mean, we did some of that as well, but, you know, really seeing somebody, really, you know, going through the motions with them and, and working with them one-on-one, -on -one. people missed it and they, you know, little by little, people came back and, you know, they realized, hey, we're, we can survive this. You know, we had to do the mask thing for a while. And, and some people still do that. And if that's what they feel comfortable with, you know, that's, you know, good for them. And if we're forced to do that again sometime, we'll, we'll survive it. We'll do what we have to do. But uh, people need that. They need their restaurant away from home or their bar away from home. And God, they certainly need their gym away from home. For sure. So you have a really solid grasp on where you stand, you know, in the community, what you're doing, where your, where your bread is buttered. Um, you talked a little bit about evolution and changing with the times and things like that. So going forward, you know, one of my favorite things to think about is, is following up, you know, maybe doing a, where are they now episode in a, a year or two years down the line, like, what are, what are the big things that you're going after, you know, provided we put this COVID thing behind us sooner than later? Um, and what do, you, what do you see like the biggest obstacle you have to go over to get wherever that next place is you want to be? Yeah, as a, as a business owner and gym owner specifically, you know, I want to get um, more out of the people that I have rather than worry so much about getting more people in the door. Not that I don't want more people in the door. We, we do have a sort of a, a limit where, you know, we don't want it to be crazy busy in here. We want people to be able to get around. But it's, it's you know, on us to um, sort of make those members that aren't doing training on a regular basis to sort of see the value in it, um, to sell them on, on the importance of that and to get them doing it a little bit more often. Um, not that we want to force it on anybody, but that's our goal is to, um, you know, I don't want to just make it sound like money, but yeah, get more money out of the people that we have, but also get them closer to where they want to go as well. Um, so if we can, uh, we can accomplish that, I think without you know, bringing in tons more people in the door, then that's, that's what we're looking to do. And the new ones that we want to that do come in the door, we, we definitely want to focus on that training aspect. Um, as I mentioned, I've, I've seen a lot of gyms come and go in this town since I've been here, but right now I have, a YMCA less than a half a mile to the south and I have a Planet Fitness less, a, less than a half a mile to the north so I'm right in the middle of that but I, I don't um, I don't lose sleep over that um, I won't I'll, you know I won't fight 
Planet Fitness on price. They can have that. They can have. They can go for the numbers and do that. I won't fight uh, the why on on classes and and the child services that they offer. I, you know, both of those are are valid concepts, and I don't wish anybody harm. They're, it's a big enough town that you know if that's what you want for your ten dollars, you know, go ahead. Um, but what you'll get here, you know, is, is something different. Think more valuable. And if you really have some goals, that I think um, we have the people that, that can help get you there. And so that's just the message I just have to keep sending out there and, and uh, keep getting my, my current clients to send out there. And so that, that's my focus. Awesome. Awesome. You, you know who you are, who you want to be, and, and that's you're just kind of not looking at what anybody else is doing other than to just know where you stand in the pie and yeah, no, knowing knowing who you are and what you want to be, but also knowing what you're not and what you don't want to be is pretty important too. Yeah, I would say just as important. So we are just about out of time, but before I let you go, um, where can people find you online? If they're in the area, they want to see it, they just want to check you out online, get something from it. If we have other gym owners that want to see how you do your website, how your gym's laid out, you have website, social media, what do you have for us? Sure. Very simple. Uh, TheVillageGym.com is our website. Um, that's where you'll find us on Instagram and uh, Facebook as well. Uh, we're constantly, um, I wouldn't say constantly, but we, we do a lot of posts. We, as I mentioned, we are, you know, we've been here 20 years, so we are part of the community. We try and get involved in the community. Um, for an example, this month is... Um, Suicide Awareness Month. So we're doing a special, I think the, in, in this country, an average of 130 people commit suicide a day. So we're doing a plank challenge, getting people to plank for a minute and a half, minute and 30 seconds, just to sort of raise awareness. Everybody that does that, we're donating, donating $10 to, um, to a suicide awareness uh, organization. So things like that are on our website and on our Facebook page and Instagram page and we're always looking for things like that to see what we can do in this community. Perfect. Perfect. Get online, check out the village gym, send, send Frank a message. Tell him you heard of, heard him on the gym Lords podcast. Frank, thank you so much for your time to everybody out there. We thank you for your time. We appreciate you spending a little bit of your day with us. If you want to hear new episodes, when they drop, get notified, click the subscribe button. We're dropping new episodes a couple times a week. Uh, if you want to be on your own episode, get interviewed, talk about your model, click the link in the description, fill out the form. Someone from the team will get back to you as soon as possible. To everybody out there in Jim Lords Nation, from myself, from Frank, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.